Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. What happened to my camera? I don't know. Why are you listening? Why are things going wrong here? Alice, everything is going wrong. This is when I need things to go well. I don't know why. I'm going to close this and I'm going to... Just put you on anyway. You're in a hot pink wearing a plunging uh, plunging neckline uh, featuring... It's not really a plunging, plunging neckline. Hot I don't think it's plunging. Let's this is an... This is a nod to 1988. I don't know. Woburn, Massachusetts. Woburn local chicks. I'm being slandered. Woburn. How? Oh wow. (laughs) Woburn local chicks hanging at Bill and Bob's, chewing gum with big hair. Alice's tank top featuring. Step on wife. Yeah. (laughs) Bill and Bob's top it. My goodness. (laughs) I have been to Bill and Bob's. In on Woburn? my way home from the uh, the blockbuster that used to be in Woburn that I would go to. My God, my goodness! <laughs> I know that blockbuster. Obviously, uh, you, you, when you had uh, means, you would go to the one in Stoneham. I was closer to the Woburn one. But uh, are, you're very pleased with yourself today, aren't you? I don't know if I'm pleased with myself. Really, it, it's, uh, isn't that interesting when you dress sultry that you feel? Stop! It, I think God, you feel something. It's ridiculous. Stop it. Is your camera it, frozen mostly, again? I, oh. didn't do, I don't know. I don't handle the cameras. I handle all the other stuff. All of my uh, main duties, including, according to Dave Cullinane, being the best I ever was at this. Okay. So, um, all right. So, I wrote a subular stack today, Alice. Did you know that? I did know that. I wrote very a sub well stack done. today. Very well done. Thank you very much. Called Woke Series Sucks. Apple's pandering signifies how low we really are. Shock of all shocks, Apple's little helper, Siri, is problematic. The voice is gendered, and that's no good. The really, really smart people did a study, so you know it's true. 
This is a study by the Brookings Institute. One particular area deserving greater attention is the manner in which AI bots and voice assistants promote unfair gender stereotypes. You really have to be a full-fledged a-hole to be somebody who is worried about the gender stereotypes because it's a woman's voice. I thought it was like a thing. Maybe this is apocryphal. I don't really know. But I always thought it was like a thing that they always had like the voices that talk to pilots and tell them stuff be women because it like gets your attention right. more. Right, and that's true. That's absolutely true. And I remember in the 80s, just having learning about the F-16 fighting Falcon and uh, how the heads-up <laughs> display or whatever would feature a woman's voice. Around the world, various customer-facing service robots, as, uh, such as the automated hotel staff, waiters, bartenders, security guards, and child care providers, feature gendered names, voices, or appearances. In the United States, Siri, Alexa, Cortana, and Google Assistant, which uh, collectively total an estimated 92.4% of the U.S. market share for smartphone assistants, have traditionally featured female-sounding voices. So, obviously... <clears throat> The, uh, the problem is, with that, back to the study, gender has historically led to significant economic and social disparities. Even today, gender-related stereotypes shape normative expectations for women in the workplace. This is all wokest words, all progressive words. I'm shocked that stakeholders isn't used. Well, I mean, they well, mean it, though. They <coughs> think that Siri being a woman's voice that's here right. to help shows you, you. Shows you, but one second, shows you, mm -hmm. is, is reinforcing the stereotype that women should be subservient. Right. And waiting at the beck and call. We're your robot servant. Alice, you're right. Ooh. <laughs> waiting at the Somebody is beaming and it's not me. Yeah. Alice, waiting at the beck and call uh, on men, mm -hmm. of men, uh, for time immemorial, I say. Mm -hmm. uh, there is significant academic research to indicate that helpfulness and altruism are perceived as feminine traits in the U.S., while leadership and authority are associated with masculinity. So you'd never ask the male Siri what to do because he'd tell you to F off, right? <laughs> well, that's, I mean, in our marriage, that's accurate. So now the best thing is... <clears throat> Do you remember when I asked you what time it was in the middle of the night? Yes, I do. Yes, and I gave you the time. <laughs> no, you said, what am I, the arbiter of time on Earth? Yeah, you have a cell you phone. You were too. looking just, at your phone right then. Just find the time for yourself. You were looking just at time the time. I'm not, I'm not ME71212. Well, at the tone of the New England telephone time will be. Just you have the time. How would it go over if you have, asked me the else, time? Else, else, else. <laughs> you, you had the time before I came into your life. You'll have the time afterwards. Just have the fucking time without needing me to be Big Ben, all right? <laughs> so, of course, so, so, the, so all the wokesters have decided that. That you can't have Siri have the chick voice anymore because all of the oppression and abuse and uh, et cetera that have, that have been happening, et cetera, et cetera. Even though I know one chick uh, who uh, who's in her thirties right now, scantily clad, who's happy to scantily use her feminine clad. wild. I am all never, I'm never wearing this again. So if now, you continue uh, this. So what? now you look great in that. That's excellent. <laughs> Reminds me of some of the early day stuff that you wore. That is very great and sexy. It really is. Am I allowed to say that, or is it, or is is that are you too gendered if I said <laughs> what know. shows you that we suck now in 2022 mm -hmm. is that of course it can't just be chicks who get in on this victim victimization opportunity of course not in comes the quote <clears throat> make pretend in comes the make pretend non-binary community these norms are especially harmful for non-binary individuals as they reinforce the notion 
that gender is a strict binary associated with certain... So but the fact that you're bringing up gender at all, now women as a gender now is very upsetting to the non-binary complete pussies who now they have to be victimized on this too. So now it's a carnival of victimization here. So everybody gets to be on it. I want to be in it too. Can I do it? Oh, I'm upset about it too. So, uh, so uh, of course, I write then, so somehow someone is harmed. And I ask Siri where good Chinese food is, what absolute horseshit, and that's true. Sorry. I, you know, I'm not taking that one out. <clears throat> so then Apple has changed now. This is how, this is the LGBTQNation.com. Uh, says, Apple has launched a less gendered voice for Siri. The company's digital assistant. The company says the new voice was recorded by a member of the LGBT community. Oh, good. There's symmetry. Everybody. Wait, but why is this question, like a, a why is this a party a BYOB loft party where everybody has to hey stop, stop banging the table stop making that noise where everybody has to come and have their grievance serviced in this situation? Why is well, this happening? I have another question too, which is if. Siri's voice being a woman, ma oppressed women, then wouldn't having Siri's voice be a non-binary person oppress non-binary people? I would think so. I think well, that, shouldn't I Siri's think... voice be a man's voice then? Yes, so that I, they should can, be a we can oppress them white back man. a yeah, little bit? In the name of equity. I think you're right, Alice. I think you but, and I have done the math better than they've done. Because otherwise, if you're going to tout the fact that it's now a member of the LGBT community, then didn't we just erase women again? Which seems to happen a lot in the LGBTQIA yeah, in, plus not, community not, lately. Not only have we erased women, but we've now impressed the LGBT community and non-binary community into slavery. <laughs> right. We've, we've reinforced notions that they're subservient to us right. in the workplace. So once again, <coughs> whitey wins again. White cisgenders <laughs> win again. There you go. Ha ha. Now we've got our own. We've got a new uh, chattel slavery in the form of these uh, these machines here. What a... What a you How... Freaking freak is wrong with people. You know, it's you know the funny thing is, is that there are there's millions of dollars. There are people getting paid four hundred, five hundred thousand dollars a year at big companies as part of the DEI departments who spend all day just looking for stuff, finding stuff like this, and making these kind of decisions so that pussies like Tim Cook can, can say, oh, okay, yeah, that sounds good. Making some kind of if I could not have to, of course I'm going to buy another Apple and with the, my tr with freaking my trans uh, Siri <laughs> in it, and because I have to get an if Apple. they let you, right? <laughs> Pretty soon I assume. Oh, you listen I to mean, this. Don't you think if like banks can stop serving you and like Amazon Web Services can kick you off your own website and well, right. everything else, like well, pretty as soon, a matter of fact, are you going to be allowed to have an Apple ID and like do things that way and use your Apple Pay account make, if you very good hold the type of views that you have about well, like trucker convoys? Well, not only that, but isn't Siri always listening? Yeah. Did they hear me <laughs> just say this? Probably. That's not good. But before you ask, Alice, also good news. Uh, last year, a Apple uh, Siri started offering two options voiced by black actors. Oh, are they good. LGBTQIA+, plus, though? I don't know. I don't know. What if I, I want an Asian American, Native Hawaiian, or Pacific Islander mm -hmm. uh, Siri? 
to serve me. Well, I think that's a great idea. And actually, that's probably the way to destroy this movement is to flood it with more demands. I also want They're already one, doing that without my help. I also want <clears throat> one from t- traditional Dungchuk lands. What about Afro-Latinos? Right. And actually, I don't know if these black oh, actors... Oh, sorry, Af- Afro-Latinx. I also can't be sure of the, the pigmentation of these black actors is sufficient. Right. It could be colorists. They could be light-skinned black right. actors like... What about uh, two tribes? Like Tondiway Newton. Two-spirit? Two-spirit. Two-spirit is the traditional designation for trans people among the Native Americans because I definitely believe they had trans people, yeah, don't of you? Of course. That was mostly what they did. <laughs> they went. They ran around in... Uh, and they were also for gun control, according to David Hogg. Remember that? When he told us that like Native American and BIPOC queer people have always been for gun control since the beginning of time on our continent or whatever. I just... I, I, some days... I'm, I don't know. Does it truly ever get old? <laughs> I mean, like, I guess it would if they weren't, like, always on to something new, right? You know, every time you think you've, like, beaten the dead horse enough about, like, non-binary people or something, they come up with something new, like what tribal lands they're on, or, you know, they start describing what they're wearing every time they go on to a Zoom meeting for the vision disabled or whatever. It's, I mean, they're always coming up with something brand new that's, like, a new thing that you have to be into. What What's the one we discovered the other day that my woke friend posted? Um. Oh. Um, that it was, was rejection, something ableist. Rejection sensitive. Rejection. Oh, that's you're, right. You that's have right. rejection sensitive dysphoria. That means you get upset <laughs> and feel bad. You don't like yourself that's, when you get rejected. That's right. That's a condition. That's a disability now. Did you know that? Rejection sensitive dysphoria. RSD. So, I mean, doesn't everyone have that? You're frozen again. Jeez. I'm going to need you to send me the audio of this one after the show. Oh, come on. I don't know how you keep freezing. What's wrong over there? I'm fine. I just wish that I didn't have to send you the damn audio. It's another step for me. Well, I guess I can probably download it from the sound. No, it's, it's fine. fine. It's fine. It's fine. All right. So other stuff to go over today, Allison. Um is I just threw a couple things my way. Um, an interesting piece in the New York Post saying White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki could reportedly replace Rachel Maddow on MSNBC. Um, I think that is moronic. Are you kidding me? Rachel Maddow is extremely talented. Rachel Maddow is extremely watching me or watching re- reaction to your breasts, Alice, on, <laughs> on Twitter. She, you can't even have the. You don't even have the decency to lie, do you? I can't. I don't lie. No. Jen <laughs> uh, reportedly replaced Rachel Maddow. The problem is, is that that flax are talentless. They, they. I'm sorry, they are. They, they can. They don't make for good. Dana Barino's good. Uh, she's by far an exception, and she's good because she sticks to what she knows, and she sticks to. Um, giving advice as a flack, as a professional flack, uh, right. the messaging of politicians, uh, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's a rarity, but Saki's a stiff on as a cable talking head. Most of the flacks are stiffs. Uh, you, Maddow is a talent. I mean, you might get some 
something out of it in the short term because Saki is fresh from the White House, but that's it. She's not a talent. She's not a creative. And if she is, she's been hiding it her whole life. You know, maybe she is, but I don't think so. Maddow is, is somebody. She's also, like, oddly sensitive, which I don't think is, like, a good trait in her. Like, she gets, like, defensive very quickly. But producers can build up a firewall around her so that she never has to be defensive. Obviously, she'd probably never have anybody with opposing views on. It would probably, it would have to be, some producers would have to get a hold of it, or, or else that she, she'd, just be, she'd just be running her flack friends through. Not just flack friends, but the... Some people she's flacking for, probably some clients, people she's, uh, you know, her allies, which is probably yeah, fine. Isn't that for what she was doing is she was doing like a PR or a lobbying company or whatever that she was doing in D.C. in between <clears throat> Democrat administrations. Right. So isn't right. that like, you know, that's like what all the D.C. people do is they just cycle in and out of different different like consulting and PR and lobbying and this and that and. You know, they never, none of them ever has to get a real job somehow. You know, she's not going to go, like, start working at her uncle's car dealership or something when the White House is over. Like, none of these people have to do anything. Do you know what I mean? They just, like, they're permanently leeching off the ecosystem of Washington, D.C. Right? Because that's, like, that's why all, like, all the country's richest zip codes are all around D.C. and Virginia and Maryland and whatever. Because that's, there's, like, a whole fake world of people that live their entire lives just, I mean, either directly or indirectly leeching off the taxpayers. Because there's no reason. D.C. doesn't, like, produce anything except government. There's no point to them. It doesn't, none of it has any meaning. Any of that stuff. So, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, all right. Well, betide you people on Twitter suggesting Alice was married to Gary Tangway. Uh, I don't around, know who that is. He's a he's a he's a he's a funny guy. He was he worked he did some stuff on EEI. He may again. Uh, he was good on with Kirk and uh, Jerry a long time ago. I'm sorry, Alice. I do have a bit of a crush on Nikki Freed. <laughs> She's crazy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's, that's I know that's it. what you're into, right? Okay. Um, also, uh, let's see, um, the prosecutors leading the Manhattan District Attorney's inquiry into Donald Trump have resigned. The DA is said to have doubts about the case. More attempts to tear this guy down post-presidency, which should be seen as a complete unacceptable <clears throat> persecution of any former president. It really should be. It's okay because he's Trump, so people can be the real ghoulish yeah, selves that they want to be. Yeah, but what's going to happen now is that we're going to do this now for every president. No, we won't. The Democrats won't get it done to them. The Democrats won't get it done to them by Democrats, but there's going to be Republican attorney generals and prosecutors no, places that are going to want to cut their teeth and get cred with, like, the, you know, the, like, lock her up crowd, right? And they're going to, that's, it's going to, and the, and obviously, like, if people do, I mean, there's stuff you could investigate there. You could investigate Hunter Biden's art career. Sure. And stuff. And I mean, like, there's lots you could do there. And I, I think you know, people will attempt else. it. And I think that, you know, even though they started it with Trump, the left is going to cry foul if anybody does it to Biden and say that it's like breaking norms. And, you know, we're a third world country with political persecution and all this stuff. If if the right tries to do it to Biden, which I think that they will eventually if they're 
powerful enough to do it again. I want to investigate people like this. Bianca, this study is sobering, but not at all surprising. We know that school has benefit for children, and therefore when kids are pulled out of school, and also with the uncertainty of not knowing when they're going to go back, that that has detrimental impacts, certainly on emotional well-being, on stress, including of the parents and caregivers who now don't know what to do about, about working at the same time. But also now we see that there are very specific impacts on cognitive development, on motor, and other milestones for children. Also, we see that there are huge disparities in the study that those parents and families that are the most vulnerable, most disadvantaged, are the ones that are hurt the most. And so at this point, we really need policies that aim to keep children in school. Perhaps, for example, not having quarantine if children are exposed, having tests to stay or other programs. And we also need to be attentive to these long-term consequences. Can we work to close these rampant and wide educational disparities? This monster was telling people to keep the kids out of school all last year. That's Leanna Went, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. Leanna Went. Uh, yeah, she wrote an article at the beginning of the school year, I think last year, that I read part of on this show where she was telling parents they like had to pick their kids up from school and both wear masks in the car while driving them home with the windows down. Like insane panic But nobody should ever forget what she and the rest did. And that means what we always thought the whole time is that we always knew, they always knew the truth. They always knew the truth. Of course they did, but But, it was convenient to keep it going. Right. But they always knew the truth. So why did they have to lie? And why did they feel, have permission, give themselves permission to lie? Um, So that they could make you get a vaccine? Well, yes, and to manipulate your behavior. But really, at the end of the day, you would only feel comfortable lying like that to people if you thought you were by far their better. Right. You would, it comes from such a, a, a sense of elitism and entitlement. I'm better. I know more. I'm more important. I'm really worth more. Those people there, they need to be lied to and manipulated. So let's go to the TV cameras and CNN. These idiots and Breck girls uh, who are interviewing us won't say anything. And let's just say, and let's go and do that kind of messaging. And then afterwards, we'll just pretend they won't notice. Uh, people should never forget what these well, people Well, but did. the whole part of the reason, like one of the things Leanna Wen says out loud and like publicly on Twitter and other places is that part of the reason we need to cut back on the restrictions now is so that they'll retain credibility for next time when they want to bring the restrictions back again, which should alarm anybody who's listening to what's going on right now. Right. Because they're right. going out here and saying, like, oh, we need to cut back on restrictions now so people will still listen to us when we ask them to do restrictions again next year. Like, no, I'm sorry. That ship has sailed. We are never listening to you again. That's, like, what they need to hear. But nobody on TV is ever going to tell them that. And they have a lot of these people in blue states whipped up into such a panic that, like, I don't know. It, I don't know if <laughs> Leanna Wen going out there and saying that even calms down the people that it needs to calm down. Because there's a whole bunch of people that, like, angrily reply to her every time she tweets something like this. Oh, I see. Even like last Halloween, we went through the same thing where like Ashish Jha, who like he's a big 
COVID alarmist too, right? Like he's tweeting that trick-or-treating is totally safe. There's no reason not to trick-or-treat. It's completely fine. It's outside. You're not going to get COVID from it. And a whole bunch of people were in his replies being, being like, no, there's a bunch of children breathing their unvaccinated COVID breath towards me when I open the door. The wave of COVID hits me. when like, I mean, like just insane stuff. And like, I don't know how you unring that bell of like getting those like, you know, it two years ago, those people were saying that that COVID wasn't real and Trump was a racist for talking about it. Here's me and then my- and like then and Trump rightly didn't want to panic those people. And then, you know, now we've panicked those people and I don't know how you unpanic them. Here's Alina went five months ago or no, last year, May. That last part is what I'm really worried about because there is this pervasive narrative out there, Anderson, that somehow kids don't get COVID-19, which is just not true. We know that there are 3.9 million infections among children with COVID-19. 24% of the new cases are actually in children. Thousands of children have gotten this multi-system inflammatory syndrome. And so children don't need to wear masks outdoors, but indoors, if they are around other kids who are also unvaccinated, they should be wearing masks. And that includes in schools. If there are unvaccinated adults and unvaccinated children, they should all be wearing masks around one another. This She's a monster. She is. Right. She's crazy. <clears throat> and she's crazy and cynical and doesn't care if we know it. Like, that's what's nuts about it, is that she'll say that out loud. She's like, well, we lied to you, but we need to preserve our credibility. So we're going to give you a break on wearing masks now for a while. Like, that's what she says. So why would you ever believe her about anything? That's and people still do. I just I don't. (sighs) And this idea that people are still believing that kids are getting sick and dying from this and they're not. They're simply not. They're not. They're not. They're not. They're not. And it's it's incredible. And people say that. Well, we have to make sure they say that's apparent. A parent who believes that their child is going to get COVID and die is a parent who's choosing to believe that. I mean, you put our kids at more risk today by going on a walk on the sidewalk of a busy street. Yeah. A lot more risk. Yes. Especially those kids. (laughs) Well, yeah, but that... uh, People do dangerous stuff with their kids all the time. I'm not saying... Like, obviously, any children dying is sad, right? Like... Yes, to put the disclaimer out there, but you have to live your life. So you have to do stuff with your kids to which there is some risk, you know, or shut them into the house all the time. And that's like not there's risks to that, too, as the child mental health crisis is currently showing. But uh, there's there's no rationality here. There's no reasonable. The people who are advocating for kids to be under covid restrictions aren't in a reasonable state of mind right now so there's no no you're right you're right about that you you can't be like rational and realistic about it because there's not you're not having a conversation with a rational person anymore they're just completely overcome by fear so there's no like you can't explain it no it's fine yep you're absolutely right right. (sighs) on a happier note do you know what today is is it may the fourth be with you no, it's February 23rd. Do you know what that is? That is uh, Serbian New Year's. No. That is your birthday. No. That is VE Day. <laughs> it's the anniversary of our first date. 
Oh my god, I forgot about that. I I took I I uh, Facebook that. We ate a Kobe <clears throat> beef hot dog. <clears throat> we ate a Kobe beef hot dog twelve years ago today. That's right. That's right. That's right. Post you look three ninety. You look great Boston. that night too. That's right. Uh, post three ninety, and then we went over to was it Bleachers? Where was it? Anthem Stadium? Stadium. <clears throat> In Southie, where Alice mm-hmm. plied me with drinks and tried to take the big game down. <laughs> but I wouldn't have it. I, I resisted. Wouldn't have it, Alice. Good. I'm glad. Oh, thank you. <clears throat> All right. Let's move over to happy anniversary of our first date. Thank you. Thank you. I, By the way, so I was listening. I was working today. Yeah. And I was listening to do your Connecticut, listening to you do your Connecticut show, and I like almost came in here and yelled at you about the uh, uh, whatever the you stupid euphemism they're calling their killing old people bill in Connecticut, right to die. What are they calling it? Um, aid. <coughs> was it aid? And Assisted death or, death or something <coughs> crazy? Like, I, how? I'm, it's such. I don't know. I don't know. Is, I don't know how we can have the suicide crisis that we have in this country right now, and people are like seriously advocating for making suicide more acceptable. Oh, uh, I disagree. I'm I'm for the bill. I think that you should have that. Your I life, know you are. That's why I was mad at you, and I almost came in here, you. and then I was like, I'll save it for our friends at the Burn Barrel Podcast because they deserve it more than stupid people in Connecticut. I mean, Aiden I like died. you all in Connecticut. I'm sorry. <laughs> I like you all in Connecticut. Just kidding, but. Um, Wow, bitch. <laughs> I think more people should listen to your show. I'm in sorry, I'm married to uh, Imelda Marcus. I'm sorry, um, Megan Markle. I like Connecticut a lot, but I think more people should listen to your show there. Agreed. I'm mad at the state for not having you having higher ratings, and yeah, bastards. I'm, I'm mad at the state of Connecticut also because we're now taxpayers there, mm-hmm. and so that makes me angry. So uh, anyway. Long story short, uh, I was annoyed at this whole show because it's it, like you don't even have to make some hypothetical slippery slope argument because there's people in Europe doing the slippery slope right now. They had these same bills with very serious guardrails built in to pr- keep it from being <laughs> abused. And then they just zoom right on to the next aspect of the law. I mean, like people in the, in the Netherlands, they let a 29 year old woman who was depressed, get mm-hmm. suicide pills. Well, that's a bad move there. That does not negate my right to, for autonomy over my last and most important decision of my life. And why should government stop in and say, no, no, we're going we're gonna to decide that you're not allowed to expedite your death in a way that uh, that you're of your choosing we're going to do it in the way that the bureaucracy has set forth so by why us do you a, get that right why do you get that right and the 29 year old girl doesn't <clears throat> if it's a right if it's a human right and it's a liberty-based argument and you have ownership over your own because body how come the 29 year old girl is, you ha- no hush, but i'm, I'm you arguing hush, i'm not talking about the particular bill i'm talking about your philosophy that justifies this bill according to you is that it's a liberty argument right this is what i heard you saying that mm-hmm. was making me mad right so like so for you where is the line like doesn't the 29 year old girl who's depressed have the right to decide for herself like doesn't she have autonomy over her own body why does the government no. get to tell the 29 year old girl that she can't kill herself i mean why should anybody get to tell anybody they can't kill well themselves? The, the bill in connecticut like, is for uh, in if, the netherlands if, you if, can kill your child up to a year old if you think <laughs> with the parents permission i'm for that now <laughs> if you think i'm that for up to four years old as a matter of fact. 
they're uh, you know in too much suffering and that the you bill need to kill would, them. The bill. Like, what the heck? That's the bill, crazy. The bill. Oh yeah, no, I hush know. your pretty little mouth, okay? Stop. The bill. Listen, no, I'm Siri, mad at you. Listen, Siri. <laughs> sit there and be pretty, Siri. The bill would allow those who are terminally ill to get a prescription to, for a pill to help them die. Terminally ill. 18 years of oh, Jesus 20, Christ! 15, 10, 5, WTNH, you leave me the loan for five seconds? Nothing better than an autoplay on, on these news websites. Um, So that's right. You Two doctors have to sign off on it. Terminally ill. Yeah. They used it. to have protections in the European bills that were like this too, and then they slowly eroded them because then the people who were sad, who were 29, were like, how come they get that right and we don't? And that's not fair until they did. I think you could make a case right now, you know, if you wanted to, under the terminally ill thing. I think that, you know, you could... I think you could make a mental health argument right now because uh, under current U.S. law, because, for example, Obamacare does not allow uh, medical providers to to um, treat or cover mental health care differently than physical health care. Right. So what's the way so, like, you, what's couldn't the... you couldn't you say like because Obamacare means that insurers can't cover your mental health care differently than your physical health care, right? So they have to, like, cover it to the same degree. So couldn't you go out there and say, like, why will my insurance cover a death pill for my physical terminal illness, but they won't cover a death pill for my mental terminal illness? Which, like, I, I mean, people kill themselves all the time. So why can't you say, you know what? I'm going to shoot myself if nobody gives me a suicide pill, and so somebody better give me one because I'm terminally mentally ill. Like what? Why wouldn't you? Your be able whole to say argument that? lacks humanity at all, which is a factor in this whole thing. And no, you lack humanity. <clears throat> no. You lack humanity. Well, no, Alice. What? When I get my, and I will have my uh, small cell cancer, lung cancer, and it's destroying me after my chemo and radiation, and I'm in severe pain, and it's the end of the road for me, and I can't have any more treatments. So I am. I. I how come it's you and big government that uh, decide? What happens in my last few few months before I go lie in a hole for good? What, what, how come you get to? How come I don't get to make that decision? Because you, because we don't live in a purely libertarian robot world where it's just you. Because you owe things to other people on planet Earth. Right? Oh, okay. So like, I have to writhe in pain and go out that way. Okay. Yeah, but do you? Th but. I mean, so but, because hey, the, hey. the vaunted slippery slope there is going to be no, a problem. So you and government slope. will make I'm the decision. I'm asking not about slippery slope. I'm asking <clears throat> about your philosophy that's driving you to support this because you're saying that this is driven by a belief that people have autonomy over their own bodies and that they deserve the right to decide when to end their life. That only you can decide when you're in so much pain you can't live anymore, right? Well, uh, no, so I'm asking I, you what no, you think. You're asking me to opt no, into your concept no, of the argument no, so you I'm can swing you. the no, gate closed I on am me. asking you what you think. Is, is that I think that it is reasonable that if you have less than six months to live, that you're allowed to find ways to ameliorate the way in which your demise uh, plays out. I think that's reasonable and humane. I think it's scientific and emotional. And I think it provides you the opportunity, perhaps, to spare loved ones from situations where they simply watch you rust, rot, and die. Yeah, because having your loved one kill themselves is much nicer. Uh, you no, know, I would say that, you know, I would say that if you are, the inevitable is your death, 
that perhaps not watching you lose the physicality and all the aspects of your um, of your persona rot away is a humane thing to be able to do. Well, but I mean, like the suicidal person would say, right? Like, how is it humane that you're going to make me... The suicidal person, Alice. There are Have them suicide- go fix it themselves, okay? Or, or, or to handle something else. I'm talking about terminally ill patients, okay? Terminally ill suicidal patients. <clears throat> no, what? Suicidal? No. Yeah, if you take a pill to kill yourself, that's suicide. That's what that's called. Even though you're going to die 10 minutes later, that's suicide? Why do you have... If you're going to die 10 minutes later, why do you have to take the suicide pill? Well, if you're in extreme agony, maybe you'd like to uh, not be so spend the last time. So just up the painkillers until you Maybe when the families gather around, you'd like to spend the last few minutes not fucking screaming in pain in front of them. So just or screaming jack in pain up the opiates level until you can't feel anything anymore. Okay, and then so you're saying out on a cloud. That's oh, fine. Okay, so you're I'm saying you're you want the um the uh the the underground version. Of this, that's not the underground version. Yes, that's it is. a different thing. If you're you saying, want the wink, wink, no, nod version no, of this, no, I'm saying if you're in jack pain, up the morphine. I'm saying if you're in pain, treat the pain. But if I'm jacking up the morphine, Alice, that I'm suiciding myself. If you're in pain, treat the pain. Oh, okay, well, the morphine extinguishes the pain by extinguishing the heartbeat. I mean, eventually, if you go high enough, but if that's what right. you need to treat the pain, that's a different thing than okay. saying no. If Slippery you go- slope. That's not a slippery slope. That's a different thing because you're treating pain. I mean, like chemotherapy also kills people, but you're doing it to get rid of cancer, not to kill yourself. Right? Well, right. But like uh, if you go get a surgery to save your life and you die in the surgery or from an infection, you didn't kill yourself. You were treating the problem and it the, it just so happened that the treatment okay, also Alice. killed you. Okay, that's that's the thing. So when I so, when I have my lung cancer, I was Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll just go to the shed and blow my effing brains out, uh, out of respect for everybody, out of respect for your because it's the f- Netherlands, whatever that is, uh, <laughs> has gone haywire. We, it's what we call <laughs> Holland now, yeah. but no, it's not gone haywire. That's the inevitable consequence of of doing this. It's just, that's how it you is are, you, because you're you are, making the argument from a position that people have the right to kill themselves. That's like that's ultimately that the is argument. leaving out all every bit of of context that is required for this for this conversation principles are not for times when it's obvious what the right answer is principles are for times when the decision is hard and then you stick oh, by the principle okay well, you can talk about principles but while i'm gasping for air alice in an extreme pain as my spine cracks as i lay there um i don't give a flying f about principles screw principles it's the last decision of my life you can I'll mark me up- down you can give me an f minus for my last decision <laughs> alice if you'd like to i'll turn up your oxycontin nice and high okay honey Oh, so in other words, you're just going to do it no, offline in the underground. That's not way. the same it, thing. You're going to do what black market suicide. If you have a if you have a symptom mm-hmm. and you treat the symptom and the treatment kills you, that is different. That is different from taking something to kill yourself. But you're you've already you're being disingenuous. You've already said that you're going to wink, wink, do no, it with oxy not or morphine. Saying, no, I'm not. You're oh, saying okay. you're saying how dare you say that people in pain have to suffer? And I'm saying. They don't have to suffer. We have things to treat pain. That's what I'm saying. Oh, really? Yes. We have things that treat pain. Apparently, it's not ad- adequate, Alice. Okay. It's not working adequately. 
And if we have things to treat pain, wink, wink. Uh-huh. Well, then why don't we just make it official? So that it's across the board, people know that they can have your oxy drip that's treating the pain. Well, it is treating from pain the if pain, you're in pain, right? From from the uh, ICU ward right into the uh, right into the the morgue, it's treating the pain. Um, why don't we just make it a a law? Why don't we codify it into policy? Because it's not the same thing at all. Okay. It's not the same thing at all. Because I am telling you, and people oh, do you're this. Telling me. I'm telling you that because this happens everywhere that people pass these laws. I'm mm-hmm. telling you what happens is that people who are in extreme mental anguish, which depression and bipolar and these disorders do cause people extreme mental anguish. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, And they go through years of pain and the treatments don't work for them and they just suffer, suffer, suffer suffer and you're telling them they have to suffer but people in physical pain don't have to suffer i'm saying that somebody whose mind is not right and his mind is sick and ill which certainly there's mental anguish Mm -hmm. no no problem uh is in a different wholly different situation than somebody with a uh softball sized tumor in their back and that the two are very separate things one is the end of everything and one is treatable that's what I'm saying. It's not always treatable. Depression isn't always treatable. Okay, well, it's not it's not always treatable. I'm just saying that Okay, so the people who are terminally ill physically and racked with pain because you need to have create a symmetrical perfectly symmetrical argument for the the sake of consistency in 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 debate uh, those people have to suffer. It's not for the principles, sake of con- principles, principles. It's not for the sake of consistency and debate. It's for the sake of that's what's going to happen now. And well, we have well, a mental health crisis in this country. And I think we are about five years we- away from teenagers going to their parents and saying, okay. you know what? I've decided that I want to kill myself. You don't have the right to stop me. And I'm either going to walk in front of a train and cause everybody lots of trauma or we can throw me a nice party and I'm going to have a suicide pill and let's all celebrate my uh, celebration of life together before I go up to my bedroom and kill myself with my medically approved pill. That's like, that's where this goes. Okay. Well, because you have, uh, you know, fanciful Nostradamus uh, visions Uh that people in pain can't do anything because you're not feeling pain right now. I don't. You get to be looking at me. That is the opposite of pain. That is pure <laughs> pleasure. I don't think that we've survived okay, this okay, long as a society okay. without killing old and inconvenient okay. people. You know what? Then me and all the other people in extreme unspeakable pain. You're else? not in extreme unspeakable okay, but pain But I will be either. one day. I will be one day. So will I, we okay. all. Okay. Okay. We'll go back underground, okay? And we'll off ourselves in a different way, Okay. No, just That's don't what you're doing. kill you're yourself. Pushing people just don't kill yourself. Okay. Okay. You're making us get back alley abortions because the blah blah blah. Like, no, you can just not do it. You can just not. How kill about yourself you too. just not do the Denmark thing or the Holland thing, whatever it is, and you just not have the teenagers who are going to say, "I want a going away party." How about you just do that? How about me, who's legitimately going to be sick, or real people who are legitimately sick and dying within six months, why do they have to be punished 
for what the biggest f heads in the first world are going to do. First of all, do you even believe doctors know when people are going to die? Because I don't think doctors know. No, I don't I trust. Do you believe at all. that doctors know how to humanely kill people? Because I don't think they do either. Uh, or we'd be a lot better because we hear about this every time there's a death penalty case, how we like screwed up and kept somebody alive in horrible pain for 45 minutes or something. Right. Like uh, there's all they they make those arguments every time there's a death penalty. So, like, I don't know that we do know how to humanely kill people either, first of all. Uh, and like, I just I I. I find the whole thing extremely problematic. I think it creates bad incentives. I think that you'll have... I mean, there are older people who are depressed. There are older people who feel like they're a burden to their families, who will feel like they need to get this diagnosis and find a friendly doctor who will sign the paperwork so they can kill themselves to like avoid burdening their family. There are older people who are abandoned in nursing homes who feel unloved by their families, who are going to feel like that's the best option for them. You know, not really because they're terminally ill, but they'll find somebody to sign it because of course they will because that's how this the, our disgusting medical industry works and how we treat the elderly and and infirm people it's sick it's sick and this is just part of it and like if you think it's not going to be abused then you're crazy it's going to be abused and it's going to go farther than that. well then it's, you know what let's not let's not take any measures to do anything humane whatsoever because it could be abused somewhere that's so not, not true it's not humane I you don't love think, cancer is what you're saying all no. right Let's move along here, Bros, because we have to. There's a couple things I want to get to. This is Peter Ducey with Jen Saki today. Thank you. Go ahead, Peter. Thanks, Jen. Following up on Weech's question, yeah. a lot of focus on the economic pain in Russia potentially from these sanctions. But what about the economic pain here? Uh, the Russians are saying they think gas prices in Europe are going to double. How high could they get here? Well, I think again, Peter, and as I said to Weech, I mean, some of this depends on what President Putin does. So as he is suggesting what the impact will be around the world, it's all based on what his actions are, just to be very clear about it. What the president is focused on and is working on is taking every step we can to uh, to communicate with, coordinate with, engage with uh, big global suppliers around the world to minimize the impact on the energy markets. But even without all this going on, gas in California is almost $5 a gallon. Should people across the country expect to see that kind of a number when they go to gas up their car? Five dollars, six dollars? Well, again, I think as you heard the president say last week, uh, standing up for our values is not without cost. <laughs> what we're trying to do is minimize that cost. So I don't have a prediction of it right now because we're trying to minimize oh, the see. impact Alice. on the global energy market. So it, it's all just Ukraine, Putin, mm -hmm. Ukraine. That's it. Yeah, standing up for our values not without that's what we're doing. Standing up for mm -hmm. talk about gas effing lighting for this one. Yeah, that's and what caused inflation. And just believe it all. Yep, we're standing up for our values. It's not without cost. That's what's going to get but, taught in history books too. Is kids are going to learn about this year and be like, there was some inflation, but it was because of Ukraine, and we stood up for our values. Well, but doesn't that tell you that like what? How wag the dog was this thing? Yeah, you know it's <laughs> shady. Now there's one piece of happiness I want to bring to you. Mm -hmm. Do you see this video? From uh, Miles Harris <clears throat> from ABC6. It's probably a small market somewhere. Um, who's do, about to do a stand-up on the news. And he's about to do the stand-up. He's a young guy. And he looks over to his right. He's standing in front of traffic. I assume he's doing a traffic report or maybe not. But, 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 but anyway. So he looks to his right. And 
he immediately gets a pissed off look in his face. He's a young dude, and you can tell the look. He's pissed off because coming to say hi to him is his mother. <laughs> And this is just awesome. I, now I know exactly the pissed off look. Oh, totally. This is just it. awesome. He's about to do his stand-up. Watch this. Is it because of the... This is my mom. Hold on. Uh-uh. He's pissed off. Baby. <laughs> I'm trying to work right now. You over there calling my phone. This is D'Angelo. You can say hi. And don't be holding up traffic because you got cars behind you. <laughs> she blows him a kiss and drives away. Did you record that? Isn't that awesome? Isn't that awesome? It made me so happy. It's like the best thing in the world because it's so universal. The look of a, oh, it's my mother. <laughs> and he's trying like to, to be pissed off at her, but not be caught doing it on the camera too much. He's trying to temper his pissed his off look. rage at his mom for right. showing up. And of course, the person, the camera person, D'Angelo, is thrilled at this. And it's just so human. I'm going to play it again. Is it because of the... He goes, what the... This is my mom. Hold on. Uh uh. Hi, baby. <laughs> I'm trying to work right now. You over there calling my phone. This is D'Angelo. You can say hi. And don't be holding up traffic because you got cars behind you. <laughs> Did you record that? How awesome. That is the greatest thing. That is the greatest thing, Allison. It puts me in a very good mood. And once again, maybe we'll move some merch tonight since you've. Uh, Talk about t- a step back for Siri, etc. You get one step forward for women's rights, finally, and you sell your body to... I didn't do anything. Yes, you did. I just put on a shirt and yes, came in here and did it's a like, podcast. Like I'm sorry. Years ago. What's up? <laughs> Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. You can talk to us on Twitter at Burn Barrel Pod. You can talk to us on Facebook.com uh, slash Burn Barrel Podcast. BurnBarrelPodcast.com, BurnBarrelPodcast at gmail.com. Buy merchandise. Ladies, look as beautiful as Alice does in this <laughs> hot pink inappropriate tank top. Um, You can uh, find that at BurnBarrelPodcast.com. There's a shop link up on the upper right. There's also um, our Rumble channel, and there's our YouTube channel. C'est la vie. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.